Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So look, this chair's just arrived. Okay, yeah. we were going to record the podcast. The doorbell rang. I thought, oh, it's Ben. Excellent. What jealousy we can talk about in no, Ukraine. No, Ben was late again. He was late. Yes, he was late. Giving time. This could have all happened live on the podcast. Giving time for some American to show up and say, hello, is uh, Estrell of here? And I went, for the moment? <laughs> and he goes, I've got a chair. And I went, it's not an Adirondack chair. And he went, yes, sir, yes, <laughs> he went, it sure is. is. Meanwhile, Esther was upstairs getting commissioned for the time for some yeah. piece about the national mood. Being depressed. And he yeah. brings in this Adirondack. And it's really weird because yesterday, on the first sunny day of the year, we stood out at the back of the garden, literally yesterday, and mm. Esther goes, we should get an Adirondack chair. And I said, no, we shouldn't. And I thought You didn't was... say no, we shouldn't. Did I not? Nope. I didn't think it would arrive the next day. Neither like, did I. Less than 24 I hours. I thought it was going to be a 10-day delivery window, but it turned up. But then Jonathan, the very nice man who made and came around the next day himself with my chair. I call that value But we bought a little patio out there at the back with a little view of the vegetable patch. And I had a little bench and I thought we'd sit there and have little chats about stuff, much like this podcast, you know, chat about stuff, shoot the breeze. And you went, no, we're putting one big chair for me. Yeah. And now it looks- No, I put it there for you. I put it there for you. So that your poor bum doesn't just like wear away to nothing sitting on that horrid, like little, eh, 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 not designed for it's a human like a being. park bench chair. Yes, but and park benches are designed like that because they don't want you to sit there for very long. You want to get a little plaque saying, Giles, 1969 to 2022, lived here, made my life a misery, XXX. <laughs> Last podcast, we discussed the idea of you doing 12 unacceptable takes on Ukraine. And, and, it, and it, was, it was posited as a satire on everybody with their stupid hot take and news saturation and all of that. And plus, there were these things that you wanted to say because you always want to say the thing that no one else is saying. I think that's key. It, it, yeah. when, when one has to write a column yeah. and one is expected to be funny slash satirical, I look at the media saturation. Support for Ukraine is a given. What if, and you try and find, what if 12, un, yes, so 12 unacceptable so, so, takes. I didn't want you to do that because yeah. because I thought it was quite a tricky conceptual point. And I thought that you, I 
didn't think that it I just I just thought it was a bad idea and I thought you shouldn't do it and I advised you not to do it and you went and did it anyway because and they were totally entitled to do that because you but you generally speaking it's because it was risky one way or another it was risky yeah it was risky people might say it's disrespectful yeah. and my feeling is always because something's risky is not a reason to not do it yeah. I have to be able to put up with some kickback I might yeah. get mm. but it is true that when it kicked off yeah. well I wrote the column mm-hmm. I was pleased with it things that were in my mind funny because you couldn't possibly think them yeah. such as we should all be a bit more Putin yeah. in the boardroom I in the bedroom Putin. I fancy Putin I, um, I, the, the, these positions I took I've I, always been curious as to what a nuclear war would look and like and I'd love to know. see a mushroom cloud over yeah. Hampstead Heath because it might be interesting yeah, yeah. Th- that, that say, I thought ah I'll tell how that's it's obvious what I'm doing mm. Uh, I've written in support of the Ukraine week after well, for the first three weeks of the war. I gave 2,000 quid to the Ukraine relief uh, charity in the first week of the war and wrote about it and why I'd done it and posted the link and it was given. And then whether or not listeners to the podcast know, I reaped the fucking whirlwind for it. Well, not quite. We reaped such a whirlwind that... You started locking the front gate again. I turned on the CCTV, you know, from my, from my last Twitter spat, but three. I we... didn't start taking my anti-anxiety pills, though. Did you not? No, I didn't. Oh, well, well done. I didn't even this have... This is a... the real you. I didn't even have a Valium. Oh, I darling. I didn't even take a Valium, because I knew it was... Because you know your big, strong husband is here to sort you out, whereas previously <laughs> I've been away. No, but we, we have a locking front gate, which now gets deployed on Saturday morning, yeah. when, 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 my, when my column is a little bit edgy. Two and then things. also we have CCTV yeah. all around the house. So, so the, don't even bother. So don't even bother, guys. I looked at the piece at about 8, 8 p.m. It went up at 5 p.m. on the Friday. I looked at 8 p.m. and went, whoa, fuck. Because the first one was, people are being slaughtered. How can you write this? You must think this is, do you think this is clever? Do you think this is funny? And the, the answer is obviously, yes, I did think it was clever and funny. Yeah. I, I think it's less clever and funny now. Yeah. But yes, I, the, my, but I wrote an apology. So I know people are being slaughtered. But I don't think that's a time to not write pieces, to not write satire, to not write humour. And that was that for them. And then, then more. And came. then we have, so on Twitter, they screenshot and take out of context various yeah. things that they think will make you look terrible on Twitter. And obviously, this is something that is incredibly easy to do on Twitter so in amongst this I want I'm curious to know what a mushroom cloud looks like and Mm -hmm. I fancy Putin you wrote this paragraph that said I'm bored with the war now and I want to go back to talking about interesting things like Marx and Brexit and whether Jimmy Anderson will play in the ashes and if you take that paragraph out of context with your head on one side you could think yeah I think someone might possibly think that and then they post it on Instagram and that when it leaks over onto Instagram luckily okay luckily you had you were able to push back properly and reasonably well, and say at, because this I woke up at seven a.m. And, yeah. and 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 thought I wonder if it's kicked off. I was able to put an apology, a genuine apology. I'm sorry. I decided to make. I made the judgment call that this would be a good way to satirise media saturation. I can see now that it wasn't the way to do it, and I'm sorry. I'd also like to point out to anyone who's looking at this. That there was a whole piece and I posted the whole piece. I don't think these things. I'm not going to use the, uh, By the way, because I don't want to sound like whinging and they'll be listening. I'm not accusing anyone of cancelling me or trying to cancel me. They're entitled to have a go at me. But one of the really lovely things that happened was that, first of all, the person who really banged it up and made it happen and made it look like I thought this thing, I but they put a, a, accepted the apology and took it down. In the subsequent hours, mm. two prominent Ukrainian writers posted their support for me. Both of them saying my piece was funny, which was delightful. Maybe it worked better in Ukrainian than it did in English. Mm -hmm. One of them was saying, people in... So I love this one. People in the Ukraine are fighting and dying for the right 
to write satirical pieces that are sometimes a bit shit and not all that funny and don't altogether work. Yeah. That's what they want. And Putin is trying to stop them having that. And and the idea of closing down a maybe slightly wrong-headed, not altogether sensitive, slightly fucked up bit of satire, which had a good good heart, is mental at a time when you're, the idea is we should all care most. And, and, the, and what and has then, happened is that happened? my two, those two biggest, significant, 25,000 Instagram followers, I don't know about Twitter because I don't look at Twitter, supporting me and lots of people hundreds thousands of people now saying go Giles but I don't want them to be bonkers Toby Young freedom of speech people I want them to be normal to to have these Ukrainians I don't want them to be Russian (laughs) to have these Ukrainians going he's great we we thought it was just so that you know because they could see how it's just so that we think it was great my main antagonist is now bullying and yeah. trolling behind the, the scenes. behind the scenes the two Ukrainian writers. Yeah. So Actual, they are bullying and trolling actual Ukrainians. Yeah. So and I've had this morning one of those Ukrainian writers literally telling me that that she has been trolled hard and contacted and threatened yeah. by this other person who who doesn't like me and. I always love this when I get a big trolling like that. They all go, yeah, and his podcast called Giles Corrin has no idea. I mean, I mean, look, I mean, you couldn't make it up. You go, no, you could. And I, and I did. I'm going to say a column I'm not going to write, but I commented under a piece by Hugo. Mm-hmm. Hugo wrote a decent piece, as he always does, about something which I can never remember, uh, about the sanctions. And they've got no iPhone and they've got no, um, they've got no Facebook and they've got no Instagram and they've got no Twitter. They've got no McDonald's, they've got no Coca-Cola. And someone commented under the line, how can I gain entry to this <laughs> paradigm of a perfect society? Yeah. And I, tw- I replied to him under Hugo's column, which Hugo won't thank me for because nobody wants Giles Corrin engaging below their line. But, so now that's a column idea. And I thought, now, yeah. can, can I go there? Can I say, is that a place? We live in this world. Things are happening. The news is full of it. I'm looking at the little bits. I condemn the invasion of Ukraine. And I stand with the people of Ukraine. I have a flag in the window. I've given lots of money to them. I, it's a terrible thing. And I only hope and pray that, that uh, Putin goes away. Okay, but is there humour in the fact of the possibility that what sanctions are doing to Russia is turning it into a place that we all want to live? I mean, yes, it does. It does. It's just one of these are things. These appear to be the problem. So, if I were to write such a satirical piece, how do I flag that it's satirical? So, oh, cause it's satire, but it's not really. This would be a fun little satire to do. Imposing the sanctions on Russia could take that. Now, I make it clear that I don't really want to go to that world by saying, would I either? I make it as I thought I'd done last week. Make it so extreme that nobody could possibly believe it. Or I would do the kind of thing that a more rational, that a more careful satirist like Hugo would probably do, which would be to go, of course, there would be downsides, such as, for example, uh, the repression of uh, public opinion and news and uh, vote and other personal freedoms. Or Acknowledge that, but go, surely there's something about the sanctions that's good. By that time, for me, even as I described it to you, it's fallen flat. Every week, it only depends what kind of stomach you've got for a fight. That's all. And Camilla Long was saying, well, she, what did she call it? She called it undying bollocks, the thing that happened to you on Twitter. And, yeah. all, and, and she said, and she said, what Giles must do in that, in that circumstance is double down. And I said, yes, of course, if he was a single man and didn't have a family to look after on the weekend, he probably would. And you, you would just spend all weekend fielding it online. So, well, what's in, I did a bit. What's interesting is two people stood up for me big time on, online, which is Piers Morgan and Jeremy Clarkson. Okay? Yeah. 
Um, and uh, and Piers said something like, "Who I know, I know professionally stuff, but he's not some buddy who owes me something." No. And I've written pieces when I disapproved. He's of quite Piers. careful not really to be mates with anyone. I think Piers Morgan, but, or he's mates with everyone, whichever way you look at it. He goes back to his local pub where everyone loves him. He's Piers is very keen whenever this happens to me, and I bump into him. He says, "Have you got somewhere you can go? Yeah, where like your local pub where everyone likes you." In my case, no, <laughs> but Piers has, <laughs> which is a great solace to him. Yeah. But listen, Piers said something like, you know. Uh, don't let the fuckers get you down. It was a difficult piece, and uh, I think you mostly handled it. Yeah, I mean, yes. Can I? <laughs> can no, I, I like yeah. it. Can I write that? I mean, yeah. shall I just do it? We're, we're not around this weekend, actually. So <laughs> you can come around and do what the fuck you want. There'll be more from Esther and me in our kitchen after a short interlude. But to find out what I wrote about in the end, why not pick up a subscription to The Times and The Sunday Times and enjoy one month absolutely free? Just search thetimes.co.uk forward slash Giles Corrin has no idea. I've been promised that this will take you to an amazing offer, rather than just a website created by Ben randomly containing all my broadcasting mistakes. Although I'm sure that exists somewhere, it's just going to be up to you to find it. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Have you got any actual ideas? I saw a story that 6,000 steps is, turns out to be enough. How are you going to turn that into a column? Well, thanks for your help. <laughs> Let's talk about an idea of yours. Okay, fine. Mrs. Boring. Mrs. I know you are, but what Mrs. am I? Mrs. Perfectly Boring, okay? Tuesday Times, page 15. Meet Ms. Perfectly Boring, the bird-watching accountant, okay? Um, that sounded so boring that I skipped it. Ah, you shouldn't have done. So this is research that was published in Personality and Social Psychology Bulletin. Who's written this story? Tom Whipple. Ah, you see, cr- hunched over his periodicals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so scientists have conducted a study into the attributes of the people we perceive as boring. So, and they've got a little, they've done, Tom Whipple's done a very handy sort of pull out box. And it says, 
This is an example of someone who's very boring. Phoebe lives in a town and works as a tax consultant. She likes bird watching, studying maths and smoking. She also talks too much. Big red flag. I talk too much. A little bit boring. Richard lives in a small city and is a salesman in a post office. He likes model railways and a strict routine. Not boring. Helen is a science professor living in a big city. She cooks, plays games and watches sport. Really boring. And they, who says she's not boring? What's her name, Helen? Blech. Yeah, I, to be honest with you, Phoebe strikes me as being really quite interesting and fun. Yeah, she she's smokes a, fags. She smokes fags. She likes bird watching. I love bird watching. Yeah. That's not boring. People whose hobbies included going to church, watching TV and animal observation, would those judge the most boring? That's just because they're old. Now, What this, is the journal of boringness? This, this requires satire. This is the stupidest thing I have ever seen in my life. Although I suppose they're talking about people's perceptions and about how people's perceptions are basically wrong about everything. So what do you say? What, are, what is the journal of people who are boring.com revealed? What has it discovered? The research was not an attempt to find out what actually makes people boring. It was an investigation into something subtly different. What what it is we view as making someone boring. Okay, so what was your vision of the column? Um, what really makes you boring? Or is it possibly, yeah. in terms of a sort of, you know, bringing it all be about me, what about I have spent my life trying to be interesting? Yep. And I have I appear to have failed or I've decided to be boring or, you know, being unchained from the lunatic, old, embracing old age, looking forward to people. So I, I mean, I do write it from there, but like I used to drink, I used to take drugs, I used to lose my temper and get terribly angry and I, I'm, de you know, all in the pursuit. I specifically decided when I was 15 and basically never had a girlfriend and didn't really have any mates and was not very popular and had very neat handwriting and came top in everything and carried in my school work in a little briefcase. I decided to make myself interesting primarily by making my handwriting messy, which I did overnight, by ditching my briefcase and carrying my school books in a plastic bag like all the cool kids, uh, and like growing my hair a bit long and becoming, and I did indeed get a girlfriend and become a bit more interesting. I do love, there is a story that you've told me which I love about how you went to a party and you got drunk and you wore a hat. Yes. And the hat, it was like a sailor's hat or something. It was a sailor's hat. And I'd you been, pinched I, it off someone. I'd been to a school play with a sailor in it and the, the hat had got left and I didn't have any cool clothes or anything. It was a like white sailor's cap, like sort of Tony Curtis wears in some like it. And mm. I put this hat on and I went to a party and had my, got drunk for the first time and snogged. And you were just really kind of emboldened by the fact that you were wearing this hat. Yeah, who's the guy in the hat? And a few people said... That is called... Peacocking. You don't know what that is. Ben knows what that is. It's it, a couple of girls at this love. party, and I had many girls said, admired my sailor's cap and asked me if I was gay, and I said maybe, <laughs> uh, which like was quite in 1985 was quite was quite the yeah. bit, you know, and uh, and then I, I and then I got a snog. Um, the Times, page 22, on also on Tuesday, another idea for you, which is about... So every, so this story has been everywhere, but people have concentrated on the fact that nobody's buying suits. So suits are out. Yeah, yeah it's because they're no longer using suits in the inflation index. What? That's the story. The hell are you talking about? That's the story. What's in the, the inflation index? The shopping basket of items. It comes around every year... Where about how do you how, what is inflation? Right. Yeah, and, and there are things in the basket, and there's like there used to be 
packet of fags, a pint of beer, uh, you know, uh, uh, oh, well, how, a flat how have cap. These, how have these and prices every year it? they change because of behavioural changes uh-huh. across society. They change. So then they bring in, they put an Xbox in it, and what's the price change? And they and it's taken by feature writers every year. I'm amazed you've not spotted this. It's taken by feature writers every year as an indication of what's in and what's out. So what's happened is, is that for the measuring of the inflation index, they are no, no longer measuring a suit because they feel it to have moved on. That's the right. peg. Well, I, I, yeah, I know that I know the kind of hypothetical shopping basket you're talking about, but I always associated that with uh, the um, the budget. Like it, how like your your shopping trolley is going to be more expensive. This this VAT has gone up on fags. That, this may, has gone that up thing on may exist beer. too. But this, if right, you look okay. at the story, where's the story? What's the first line? A switch to casual outfits since the start of the pandemic has become so pronounced that men's suits have fallen out of the official basket of goods used to track inflation. Oh, right, you're right. <laughs> okay, so Britain, so Britain shop. So they've made it men's men's suits. So they've made men's yeah. suits the story, but. That here are a list of the things that are out of Britain's shopping basket. I'm only saying this is brilliant. Okay, but, but, are there other things? Every that, year, wait, but wait, yeah. Yes. Okay, fine. It's right. good. Okay, you're right. Fine. You win. What's other up? things that are out yeah. are donuts, coal, laminate flooring, and reference books. Now, you've got a little thing about books. Okay, so there's a thing that you can... So our argument about books, I this, this house is lifting with books I cannot get rid of them quick enough and it's a nightmare and I have also I am slightly I get slightly tense about too many books in a house because I think I think no books is a bit odd too many books it makes me kind of want to curl up and die a because my dad although my dad is a sort of academic and does have lots of books he feels the same way he can't stand sort of falling apart paperback books and sort of stacks of books everywhere he feels it's kind of bleh and untidy and he's an intellectual well-read man he's he's read everything I feel the same way he keeps all his old academic books and everything but I can't stand just sort of books everywhere it makes me feel really kind of claustrophobic you are more conflicted about there being lots of books everywhere so and reference books in particular are an issue because you nobody needs a reference book it's all on the internet is there something to be done about books uh well i hesitate to say no <laughs> you can just say no no uh, okay, no i no, first of all i write about it occasionally i've written a big piece about i only kindle and I don't, and then the same old people at the time go, oh, but I love the smell of a book. No, I write the column about people who claim to love the smell of books and the feel yeah. of books are people who are too thick to actually read books. Yeah. Uh, and no, but the piece you're, that, that you, you went weirdly steered away from the suits. Because, everybody, you, because everybody's written about the suits. So it's not interesting. You can't, you can't do a thing about, can he sneeze under pressure? We're all looking at him. <laughs> yes, he's bored enough. anything. I'm not bored. bored don't do the bored now thing because I, we haven't had my ideas yet. Extramarital affairs should be a red flag for police recruitment. Did okay. you see that? So in recruitment for the police, obviously, no jokes to be made about where the police are at the moment with yeah. that sort of thing. Uh-huh. Uh, so like people who have extramarital affairs now, it's so bad you can't even join the police. So it used to be all sorts of convictions and obviously race, hate crimes and violence and bad, all these. You shouldn't have a criminal record, I think. You know, you should. But the... There's a piece around having an extramarital affair means that you... Uh, You're fundamentally untrustworthy. Fundamentally bad and untrustworthy. Uh, Is that true? I don't know why you're asking me. Well, we come back to the who wants to be a policeman. How are they going to make police crime dramas on the TV if, then, if you if don't have people having having shag? That's all line of duty was. Or Stephen, what's his favourite? Yes, exactly. If you ban... If for the police, you ban everyone who's got dysfunctional relationships... Uh, they're alcoholic and a dark secret then you're absolutely you're really you're making completely trashing all the basis for like anyone who uses ridiculous acronyms yeah is, ba- is a red flag for the police anyone who says what was it what was it cheers 
Cheers. Cheers when you're, because we're there from, what was their group? SI23. DC12. DC-12. No, that's an aeroplane. DC-14. DC AC-12. AC-12. Yeah. yeah, it's the cheers. Um, I yeah. thought all the line of... I, I, I felt like all the line of duty people had a kind of... I mean, the matey, Martin Compton, had a sort of not client-ish, believable kind of pain back medication problem. But Vicky McClure was just, you know, she was straight as an arrow. That is a good one off the extramarital affairs. You, that's the joke. Yeah. Yeah, sure. If it's a, it may be a red flag for, for the police, but for police dramas, yeah, absolute catastrophe. Catastrophe. Yeah. Very um, good. Yeah. Excellent. Okay, I've had it. There's another funny one. Did you see Rod Stewart? I did. I wrote it down. Yeah. Filling in the potholes, right? With his boys. I think suddenly get is the point. You get to and you talk about boring. And Rod Stewart also he collects model trains, right? It's a famous thing yeah, about Rod Stewart. Yeah, that's right. It's like it's like getting to a point in your life where you're so rich and bored, you do your own roadworks. <laughs> Struck me as you know, yeah. roadworks are the blight of all civilization. Rod's actually gone out there, got it. He was in a high vis. He was loving it. He was absolutely loving it. Do you think thrilled. I'm building? Yeah. <laughs> that sort of thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes, fine. He's in. He's in his road working gear. Let me see. It's, it's, it's a picture. Pr- it's pristine, matching Adidas. He's the boss. Yes, he is, Robin. No, but he's. I'm he's sorry. not the boss. No, Bruce he, Springsteen is the boss. No, I mean the boss of the roadworks. Yeah. Bruce Springsteen working on the highway. Mm-hmm. Working on the highway, turning up the black top. Daddy working on the highway, working. Bruce on the highway. Springsteen oh, God, is famously that one that everyone thinks is Jewish, but he's not. No, he's not. Adam Sandler wrote an entire song about celebrities who you think they're Jewish or they're not Jewish. And, they're one, and there's a line in the Adam Sandler song that goes, Bruce Springsteen, not Jewish, but my mum thinks he is. Okay, fine. He's not Jewish. Bruce Springsteen is the one who thinks the sort of narrative, everyone thinks he's a blue-collar blue worker. But he's not. But he's not. No. So, of course, obviously, because he's a pop singer. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, very, but, very square. So his songs are all about all that kind of New Jersey uh, yeah. unemployment, working on the highway, uh, you know, uh, the one about the uh, the train working on the trains. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, so it's just so so. If you have a chance to read his autobiography, which he wrote himself, Born to Run, it is one of the funniest books I've ever read. It's okay, but that's too much of a. That's fine. You, this, that's too much of a dog leg. When Sorry, we're to talk about right. Rod Stewart. So Rod Stewart. So that what you want to do is, do you think I'm uh, uh, Do you think I'm building? And then you know, sailing. You have to do like um, digging. That's not very funny. Uh, or is Maggie there, May Maggie May and then you need to get the word contraflow into it somehow <laughs> but there's, there's, at some level and the point when, I, when I'm saying is Rod is not the boss Rod is the boss of the roadworks okay mm. so Rod is not dirty because there's the other he's got six blokes who are all smoking rollies and peering down a hole he has got box fresh mint green yeah. suede Adidas gazelles on that is a strong look on like a muddy but pothole compa- road but he considering he mostly wears Snakeskin pants. Purple jumpsuits with spangles <laughs> on them. Uh, no, it's just, not, I don't know. It's just like ro- roadworks are everyone's nightmare, but he's gone out and done his own roadworks. Is there a, is there a, what I want to see next is like... Uh, he's a, very much a man after your own heart because you're always out there shuffling bins around and taking people's bins in who can't Doing my them. own roadwork. I sometimes move the contraflow in our road when they were doing the... Yeah. That, that broadband building words and stuff but I don't know it's like what other jobs I would like to see it's like um, uh, just like Adele driving a dustbin van it's like it's like famous people I don't know whatever. I don't know that's where I went with that as well but I just wanted I wonder I've um, got to be slightly heavy lifting okay other things yeah sorry <laughs> did I sound bored it's just like that yeah yeah, yeah. I mean it's yes. like you have to sound interested. All the listeners aren't going to sound interested. There was one other quite fun idea. If I was going to really do this, listen, if I'm going to really... Because you used to not want me to write boring columns, remember? And now you probably do want me yeah. to write boring So the boring columns, I could write the two kinds of talking dogs. Yes. 
you actually yawned there. Yeah. Uh, oh, so where, where you have a story where dogs walk. And the other one is... Oh, God. No, what's the other one? Cricket. No, no, no. What's the other genre of column that I used to do? Oh, no, prehistoric people. Yes. Oh. <laughs>You've been listening to Giles Corrin Has No Idea with me, Giles Corrin. And me, Esther Walker. It's a Wireless Studios production for The Times, produced by Ben Mitchell. To find out what I wrote about in the end, you can pick up a copy of The Times or get a digital subscription. Just search thetimes.co.uk forward slash Giles Corrin Has No Idea. You can listen to us on The Times radio app or download from wherever you get your podcasts. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.